everyone and welcome to this week's edition of Net Strength Live. So I have a couple of questions um, I'm going to go through and then there's some things that come up through check-ins that I just wanted to um, talk through as well. Um, sometimes I think it comes across a bit better if I talk through them um, and give it a little bit more context. So the first one, uh, feel like I'm starting to get stuck at certain weights, e.g. on deadlifts and squats. Do I just carry on with these weights or should I try heavier but potentially not reach the minimum reps you set? I will be coaching, so can't do the live, okay. Um, so if you feel like you're getting stuck on certain weights, so with things like deadlifts and squats when you're using the barbell, Make sure that you're, in order to increase, like there are 1.25 plates that you can add on. So you're only adding two and a half kilos um, to the bar. So it's not like you have to jump up in five kilos or 10 kilos. So try that first if you haven't tried that. Another thing you can do is say, so we have a rep range, say 10 to 12. And if by going up, the weight you wouldn't be able to get to the, the minimum weight the next time um so you wouldn't be able to get 10 reps with that new weight if you can get eight and or nine i think that would be okay it's only when you're really massively off so if you if you're supposed to get 10 to 12 and say you could only do five or six then yeah i'd say you are definitely going um too heavy but if you could get eight or nine then i'd say that would be fine but another thing you could do is add the weight that you're currently at to help with progression progression like progressive overload isn't necessarily all about adding weight so if again for example the rep range was 10 to 12 could you do 13 14 15 reps say at that at that weight so adding a few more reps can help uh with building that strength um another thing you could do is perhaps add some pauses so bottom of a squat for example that's where the hardest part is so add some pauses there and then um push up and what that does like quite often when you squat you're relying on the elasticity of your tendons, so you kind of bounce back up. So you take that out, which means then you're much more relying on the strength of your muscles. So if you go down in a squat, hold it for like a good two seconds, so there's definitely no bouncing, and then push yourself up again, um, then that helps with your strength. And if you do that for um, a couple of weeks, then you'll probably find you will be able to fight to hit the minimum um, rep range. You know, it's really slowing down the movements as well. So you've got more time under tension. Um, so that's another thing. Or adding, like, especially with some, like, cable work or the machines, sometimes with, like, the bars, you can um, go up, because you can go up by small increments um, and you're working big muscles, sometimes adding like two and a half kilos isn't that big enough jump or is a jump that isn't so significant, you can usually do it. But on a cable machine, when you're working, say, smaller muscles, like your shoulder muscles, 
um, like all your back muscles, going from like one or two kilos by or adding on another one or two kilos is just too much. So another thing you could do is add in a quarter rep. So again, in a squat, you'd go down, up a little bit, back down, and then up again, and then count that as one rep. So you add a quarter rep where it feels most hardest. So on a squat, it's at the bottom. On the deadlift, it's at the bottom. On bicep, dumbbell bicep curl, for example, is at the top. So it's usually, the hardest bit is usually halfway through the exercise. So if you add in a quarter rep there, um, that can help as well boost your strength. Um, and you might find that you'll be able to go up weight in no no time at all. So no, the progressive overload is not always about adding more weight. You can add more reps or you can add pauses. Um, you can add deficits. So with a lunge, for example, you can snap reverse lunge. You can stand on the plate. So then you... Or, or a step or something so that when you step back you know you're using a greater range of motion so again putting more tension on uh, through that uh through those glute muscles um so hopefully that answers that um so number one i flip between center court and shooting when in the circle i have physical defenders when i in the circle and i have physical defenders they managed to just push and move me really easily. I don't understand why I can't stand up against them, given I'm not light, and now I'm strength training too. E.g. under post rebound, or if I play girl shoot and try to hold, they just brush me out the way so easily, and it's really frustrating. Okay, so with that, it's really hard to critically analyse what you're doing without actually watching you. So next time you see me face-to-face, um, I can see what you're doing of holding. And usually it's depending on where in your body you're holding. So if you watch, you know, the vast majority of top level netballers, what they're trying to hold with is their back. So, you know, if you're trying to use your shoulder um, or the side of your body to hold, that's not a great surface area. So I always, when I'm coaching shooters and they're holding, I, like the, the mid of your back, so that whole big area between your shoulder blades, um, you know, at chest level, but obviously at your back, that whole area of your mid back, you want to plant that against your goal stance, goalkeeper, and keep your shoulders up and back. And that creates a much bigger um, surface area around you uh, or behind against the the defender so it makes it harder so it's a bigger area for them to come round. often what happens when shooters allow their defense to get round it's because it's like, it can be a couple of reasons one um one of my shooters if she's going to listen to this she'll know i'm talking about her is as the ball comes down the court say the ball's coming down one side of the court what some shooters can do is start to creep across the circle in line with that ball. So where they were holding, say, middle of the circle, you know, towards the post, they start creeping towards the ball. And then before they know, by the time the ball gets down to circle edge to feed them, they're right on the circle edge themselves. And so holding was almost pointless because they're not anywhere near their shooting range. So make sure you're standing solid. Um, 
Another thing is because, again, as the ball comes down the court, you tend to move, like turn your body. So even if you set up correctly, you're using the um, mid, your mid-back area nice and strong and holding. As you see the ball, you end up turning your body. So then you're showing the smaller surface area of the side of your body and that's allowing because you're dropping your shoulder and turning around you're allowing that goalkeeper so a lot of the time it's not because you don't have the strength behind you because you you are strong you're doing everything right with the strength training it's not that you don't have the strength it's normally the setup or you're moving too soon what might be a good idea what you could also do as well Next time you play a goal shooter, film, get someone to film you holding in a circle and then send it to me and then I can see. And you can probably start seeing yourself. You are probably moving too soon. So allow. So rather than they are physically pushing you out the way, you are probably moving a little bit. So it's allowing them to get through. A lot of top holding in shooting is actually confidence to hold it it doesn't necessarily you know the, the more strength you have through strength training obviously is going to help for sure um and i definitely i've noticed that i don't get pushed around as much because i'm i am stronger so um so yeah so normally it's it's because you just don't have the confidence to hold as long as what actually you need to hold for. Um, and yeah, so either talk to me when you see me um, face to face and then I can coach you through it. Hopefully that kind of makes sense, but also yeah, film yourself um, and then you can send it on our group as well. And I can have a look at what you're doing. Um, you know, all you need is a you know a couple of seconds or a minute or something of you playing goal shooter holding, um, and uh, I can then analyze that and, and give you some tips. But yeah, it's often uh, I find not setting up correctly or lack of confidence um, with how long you need to hold. Um, and then sometimes, you know, if the defence is good and physical, like if they do go around you, then just turn and hold the other direction. Um, and so, you know, if they do get the better of you, which, you know, if they are a good and physical defence, sometimes they are just going to get the better of you. And that's fine. But what you need to do then is just turn around and hold the other direction. And then everyone has to move that ball around uh, to meet you the other side of the circle um okay so hopefully that answers that one okay so going on some things uh came through check-ins um so one of them was i'm struggling to get to the gym three times a week but hoping i can provide greater focus and this is a target from next week onwards so the session so you have three sessions a week um and if you if you have access to the gym and you're going to the gym on the weeks that say you can't get to the gym or you can't fit in another workout because the workouts will take about 45 minutes to an hour what you need to do is think about when so initially it's all about planning and obviously i say this quite a lot so think about how you're planning your week are you on a sunday evening 
or first thing Monday morning, if you can't do it Sunday evening, looking at your week ahead, looking at what your work schedule's like, what your network schedule's like, socials, all that kind of thing, thinking, right, when are you going to fit in your training sessions? And how much priority are you going to do that? So for me, when I plan my week, my uh, work and my clients obviously go in there first. Um, plan that around school pickup and um, drop off and that kind of thing as well then the next thing that goes in the next priority for me is my training so this it goes in my calendar quite early in on my in terms of my planning it's not necessarily the same every week because it can vary depending on um, different work bits and clients and stuff like that but once work is essentially scheduled for me, my next priority is my training sessions. So you do need to make sure you're planning in. And once you have those sessions saved in your week, like I know the shit can hit the fan and things come out of the blue and stuff like that. And you might have to make last minute changes. And that is life. And life is going to throw that to you throw that to you and so you're going to have to learn how you are going to cope with that um not let it completely derail you and think okay well I wasn't able to go to the gym today and um, that doesn't mean oh everything's ruined I if I can't do all three sessions then I don't do any then I don't do any of it I don't eat well I don't do steps I don't do anything you know it's about going okay well if I can't do like say you're working away so I, I can't go to the gym that you normally go to okay what can you do that's that's it's not about saying okay well I can't go to the gym or I'm struggling to go to the gym I'm struggling to fit in the workouts okay that's fine but if if that's the issue that's fine right so what's what solution have you thought about what actions are you going to take so just because you can't get to the gym three times a week doesn't mean you can't do three strength sessions a week so plan those times where you absolutely can um, go to the gym, put them in the diary and as much as possible, unless obviously life gets in the way and, you know, your car breaks down or something like that, you make sure that that is a priority for you. And then those times that you can't make because you're working away or um, you've got a long, busy day full of meetings, something, go, right, okay, what can I do? Can I get up? early tomorrow morning and fit in thir or Thursday morning can I get up early Thursday morning and fit in a 30 minute workout you you know again about right I don't have any weights at home do I have something can I buy you could buy a resistance band um less than a ton on, on Amazon and so you could have that stowed away at home doesn't take up much room um and you can use that to like um to be able to do something at home, 30 minutes. You could, um, like the, the in, in the app, so for the next joke, guys, in the app, you know, you have the holiday workouts that I've put in there that are body or resistant bands. So you don't necessarily need weights, but doing something, every time you're doing something that is going to, you know, build muscle, work your muscle, you're putting a penny in the bank not only for your future netball self, but also for your future self. So always think like, okay, 
this week is going to be tough because I've got X, Y, and Z that I've got to do. And let's be honest, in the next two months, you know, when Christmas season comes up, the, the Christmas season is going to throw up to you with lots of social occasions, numerous thousand and one excuses for you to be able to use. Now, your results will be dependent on the level of excuses you're allowed to give yourself. So it's fine if you can't go to the gym three times a week or can't fit in your three full workouts um, every week. That's that's fine because life, life, unfortunately, is like that. But what you want to be doing is start reframing your, your mindset. It's like, okay, so I can't do that. So what can I do? Can I make sure I get my steps done? Can I make sure I get some squats and press-ups and sit-ups? You know, basic body weight stuff that you can do at home. Can I do that several times a day? You know, and do like exercise snacking throughout the day. So little things like that will help. Um, and it also just massively helps your mindset about how you trust yourself, um, you know, how you make sure, you you know, you absolutely get stuff done um, and keep the promises to yourself. You know, you, you've signed up this program because you want to get strong. You want to try and stay injury free. And it's, you know, it is essentially about that. And it is all about netball. But at the same time, it's not just all about netball. It is about longevity of life. And, you know, these are the things that pe- everyone, everyone should be doing. But if we're going to do it, why not do it in a way that actually makes us phenomenal netball players at the same time? Because that is a huge passion of ours. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's my answer for that one. Like it's your results as well is far more about consistency of effort than big efforts now and again. So if you did like three lots of 20 minute exercises, um, three lots of 20 minute workouts every week for 10 weeks, you'd get far better results than if you did a one-hour workout every now and again across 10 weeks. Far better. So, you know, don't think that if you can't do the whole thing. And even, like, with the workouts, if you go, right, I've only got half an hour, so I'm not going to be able to do the workout because it takes 45 minutes, so I'm not going to bother. Okay, we'll do the first half an hour then. Because I, the way I program, you've got the big compound lifts at the beginning for the upper and the lower, so do the big compound lifts in half an hour. Therefore, you're working multi-joints, multi-muscles, and you'll get some really good results from that. Like the, the single single joint or single uh, muscle exercises are accessory exercises. Or can you just do two sets of every exercise, cut down the, the, oh, the rest time between exercises as well is another way in which you can do it. So you can, you know, really impact the intensity um, by shortening rest time, only doing two sets. Because, again, you need to think about the law of diminishing returns. Like, you get far more out of the first couple of sets of an exercise than you do by doing four, five, six sets. That's why, you know, when you... You go to the gym. It's not necessary. If you're going to do, say, squats, back squats, you don't need to do five, six, seven sets of it because for every additional set, you're not gaining much 
out of it, you're gaining the vast majority of the benefit from the first one, two, three sets. So if you're only doing two sets, you've got most of the benefit from it. Okay, right. Finish with that round. Um, okay. Um, the next one I was going to talk about. I can't find it now. Oh, yes. Um, how's your adherence to nutrition? I must admit, I struggle here. So adherence to nutrition. Living at home, I don't have con direct control of my meals. However, I'm being aware to stay within a calorie deficit. I definitely haven't felt hungry at all, which I see as a win. So, yeah, absolutely. So by being in calorie deficit and you know you can sometimes expect a little bit of hunger however the amount of hunger that you will feel will depend on the type of food so fat loss being a goal um you need to obviously be in a calorie deficit because it's all about calories in versus calories out like it's nothing else about about losing fat other than that but say if you were on 1600 calories 1600 calories can look ever so well not even ever so but so incredibly different between um between two sets of uh daily diets for example so 1600 calories could be like a croissant for breakfast a mcdonald's for lunch and then um a chocolate bar and I'm just going to say McDonald's again for dinner and you'll very quickly eat through your 1600 calories with something like that with you know with a coffee in and that kind of thing easily cut through your 1600 calories and it's not a lot of food um so the volume of food is quite low so you will probably you know be quite hungry you'll still lose fat despite it being not hugely nutritious so not a lot of nutrients in there not a lot of vitamins and minerals um not a lot of fiber um but you know you're still 1600 calories so you'll easily be able to lose body fat on that but it will you will be fucking miserable because you will be hungry whereas 1600 calories could be like breakfast being like yogurt and lots of fruit lunch being like a chicken salad um or chicken and veg i i eat chicken all the time so i always use chicken but you know what i mean it could be something with lots of lean protein lots of veg um and then dinner being pretty much the same sort of thing you know lots of lean protein lots of veg um you know with some rice or some pasta some whole grains there's lots of things that you can eat the 1600 calories you can still have some of your favorite foods in there so like you can still fit in some chocolate in there um or favorite like coffee for me coconut latte be my favorite thing there's always room for coconut latte and you'll feel much more satisfied from eating lots of lean proteins and lots of fiber fruit and veg compared to eating lots of kind of 
ultra processed foods, um, junk, you know, quote unquote junk foods, takeaway foods, that kind of thing. And so, you know, the volume of food will be um, so much different, so much bigger with the second scenario. You will feel so much more uh, satisfied. And because you'll feel satisfied, therefore your, you know, your preoccupation of food because you're not hungry will also come away. And so your adherence will be so much better to your diet. Um, so, yeah, if fat loss is a goal, absolutely you need to think about calories and making sure you are in the deficit. But a deficit can look so very different. So, you know, it is about looking at the types of foods that you are eating not only to give you food volume because it will trick your brain into thinking that you're eating more despite not eating more in terms of energy value but also um because uh got my point now <laughs> so yeah eating more volume but but also then you're not hungry so you're not constantly thinking about food and you're not eating food that is so over easy to overeat. Like, I mean, I always use McDonald's because I don't like I don't actually like McDonald's and like I do take the kids there, but I will probably have just a coffee or something like that. So I really I'd rather stuff not eat. I might steal one or two chips of uh, Rhiannon. Um but yeah, if we're like in a complex somewhere and they want a McDonald's or a Burger King, I'll go somewhere else and house and it else um but when you finish eating the mcdonald's you know the, the few times in recent years that i have had a mcdonald's meal i don't feel satisfied don't feel satisfied it's not a lot of food but it's taken up you know quite a significant amount of calories and you can easily like with um some mcdonald's meals easily give you like half your base calories in just that one meal and you don't feel satisfied whereas if you have a you know lean protein veg uh, type meal it, it will fill you up um much more um so yeah so always do think about um what food you're eating and so if you're not feeling uh hungry then you obviously are making sure you are picking the right foods and then when it comes to things like when you don't have direct control of your meals, and I know it's hard when essentially you are living at home. Um, and so, you know, you've got to have an element of respect for your parents if they're, you know, cooking your food and stuff like that. Um, but with things like that, you can still eat family meals. Like with all my clients, I encourage them, you know, they are, they might, being charged with food but they're still the parents who you know still cooking foods uh for the family that everyone will eat and you know you can still eat family meals and lose body fat because you know especially with dinner time it's such a social occasion when you come together you really don't want the fat your fat loss goal to be getting in the way of such an important life time time of your life spending time with your family and eating so you absolutely can um eat uh, with the family you just might sometimes need to plate up a little bit differently 
So, you know, for example, like with a roast dinner, like we have roast dinners practically every Sunday, typical British family. And, you know, it's just sometimes I, I plate up very differently. So I have significant amounts of chicken or turkey sometimes, but it's mainly chicken. Um, so I do have quite a lot of chicken on my plate, lots of veg, um, and, you know, three, four potatoes. And a little bit of cottage cheese, because that's always very yummy. Um, whereas previously, when I wasn't aware, you know, nutritionally aware, I might not have so much chicken, but then have lots of roast potatoes because they're they are very yummy. Um, and then lots of cauliflower cheese. So I'll be placing up my plate ever so differently, but I'm eating the same food. And actually, no one would notice. You just think, oh, you know, you just want more of that sort of thing because you like it so you know you can do that and plate it up differently and it doesn't mean you have to make such a big thing out of it um and even like sometimes when we have like a pasta meal um i will cook some extra veg myself um and add that to my plate as well so i'm getting lots of veg with the pasta um so it's not just like pasta and mince and sauce um i'll have some veg alongside it as well and i you know i'm sure if you're at home, you can just do that yourself. I always buy the freezer bags, uh, steam bags of of veg. Um, that you get like you get the veg in a bag. You can keep in the freezer, um, and then you pop the bag in the microwave, and it's it cooks them in three minutes. And they're so super easy. Don't take up a lot of room in, in the freezer. You've got a good portion of veg that you can just add to any meal. Um, so if you're lacking in fibre or lacking in veg for the day, that's always my go-to. Just put one of those and mix it in with a meal and then you've got lots more fibre there. Done very, very easily. Um, so that's always something you can uh, consider as well. Okay, so hopefully that answers all your questions uh, and helps. They always love doing these and uh, really good questions. So thank you, everyone, uh, for listening, and I will catch you next week. Bye.